uh, one of these days we'll uh, be before him. Amen. And uh, we thank the Lord for that tonight. If you would go with me to the book of Judges this evening, Judges chapter number one. I know we were in Judges last uh, Wednesday evening, uh, but just kind of been mulling over these thoughts and, and trying to see what the Lord would uh, have for us tonight. And I uh, believe we'd be right where the Lord would have us to be tonight. Judges chapter number one. And uh, if you'll stand with us this evening, Judges chapter number one. And uh, we'll look for the sake of time in verses nine uh, through 15 tonight. We'll look at verse number nine. We'll begin reading there. Judges chapter number one and verse number nine. The Bible says, And afterward the children of Judah went down to fight against the Canaanites that dwelt in the mountain and in the south and in the valley. Judah went against the Canaanites that dwelt in Hebron. Now the name of Hebron before was Kirjath Arba. And they slew Shishai and Ahiman and Talmai. And from thence he went against the inhabitants of Debir. And the name of Debir before was Kirjath Sefer. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kirjath Sefer and taketh it, to him will I give Asa my daughter to wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother, took it, and he gave him Asa, his daughter, to wife. And it came to pass when she came to him, that she moved him to ask of her father a field. And she lighted from off her ass, and Caleb said unto her, What wilt thou? And she said unto him, Give me a blessing, for thou hast given me a south land. And give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. You can be seated tonight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness to us. Thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord, in this place tonight. Lord, we're thankful, God, that you go with us. And and God, Lord, you even go before us. And, And Father, we're thankful tonight, Lord, that you... Follow behind us, Lord, as the psalmist said, that goodness and mercy would follow us all the days of our life, Lord. And we're thankful, God, that that's our testimony. Lord, you are a good God. Lord, you're worthy to be praised. Lord, serving you and living for you, Lord, is the best life that we could ever live. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would strengthen us tonight. And Lord, help us. God, I pray, Lord, that you'd help us all, God, to move closer to you, Lord, that we would commit ourselves unto you, Lord, that we would... Uh, grow deeper in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, Lord, as we draw nigh unto you, Lord, you promised in your word, Lord, that you would draw nigh unto us. God, we thank you, Lord, for our church. Thank you, Lord, for our pastor, God. We pray, Lord, that you'd bless him, Lord, even now. And God, that you'd meet with us here tonight. And Father, we'll thank you, Lord, for all that you do. Lord, we do love you. Lord, we thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for that privilege, Lord. Uh, God, so many times, Lord, we cannot fathom, Lord, the possibility, uh, God, that you would love us, but yet we could return that love to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you for that tonight. Lord, we say again, we love you. Thank you for loving us. We ask these things and these blessings, your help upon this message tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. As we come to uh, the book of Judges tonight, we kind of said some preliminary uh, things concerning it last week, but the book of Judges, of course, is uh, the sequel, we could say, to the book of Joshua. The jo- book of Joshua was a book of conquest. God lays out uh, for the children of Israel, of course, there with Moses, that God has a land for them, fulfilling the promise that He gave them all the way back 
uh, to Abraham. And now Joshua has died. And uh, the children of, of God come before the Lord. And they say in uh, verse number 1 of chapter number 1, we didn't read it. And the Bible says, Now after the death of Joshua it came to pass that, that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, Who shall go up for us? against the Canaanites first to fight against them. Now here's what they knew and what they understood tonight, that even though Joshua was dead, uh, they were to continue the work of God that God had instructed Joshua and had instructed the children of Israel. And so here in the book of Judges, as dark as it is and as bleak as it is a spot upon the, uh, the uh, history of the people of God, they begin in the right place. They start out right and there is a, a bright spot upon the pages of the Word of God and there is a, a silver lining upon the history of the people of God here in Judges chapter number 1. But we know and we understand that things kind of become derailed and we'll talk about that here uh, in just a little while. But we pick up our reading in uh, chapter number 9 and they go to fight against the Canaanites and they are fighting all all over the land. The Bible mentions the mountain and in the south and, and in the valley and the people of God have their hands full uh, with those Canaanites, those worldly individuals and God uh, desires for them to defeat them and uh, to completely annihilate them and drive them out of the land uh, that He desires to give them. One individual of interest we find in verse number 13 is a man by the name of Ophni. He is the son of Kenaz, Caleb's younger brother. He takes the challenge to uh, take a piece of uh, ground, to take a city. And uh, he does it by faith tonight. Amen. And uh, whenever we come to this first chapter, we find that it is a chapter of victory. Amen. I don't have to tell uh, many of you tonight, we're familiar with the idea uh, that Canaan is a picture of the victorious Christian life. As we look to the Old Testament and look, to, look at the conquest of the people of God, uh, they were to come in and take the land that God had for them. And uh, we fast forward now to the New Testament. And it is God's desire and God's design that His people live in victory. We said much about that last week. But I'm interested in this individual by the name of Othniel tonight. Amen. I want to see how he has victory and the people of God have victory in this place called Canaan. It is God's will that every child of God enter into the Spirit-filled life. It is, it is God's will that every child of God be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Where the Apostle Paul uh, said in the book of Ephesians, he said, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Can I say to you tonight, Tonight, as humbly as I know how, that is not a suggestion. Uh, that is not something that uh, is a, a particular command uh, for a certain group of people or a certain group of individuals that are fulfilling roles or offices in the church. That is a command for every child of God tonight that you and I live in the victory that God has for us, that we live spirit filled, that we would walk in Canaan, and uh, that we would not 
not succumb to the temptation of the flesh, the devil, and the world. Even though it happens, we know that we are but flesh. Listen, God has designed a way that even though we have obstacles and even though we have difficulties, we can live in victory. That doesn't mean tonight that you'll never have any issues. That doesn't mean tonight that you'll never have any problems. I, uh, we were eating lunch yesterday, taking a break from work, and there, uh, I hesitate to call him a preacher, but there was an individual on TV, and he was preaching to that crowd right up the road here in Chattanooga, and he kept talking about a breakthrough. If they could just get to that point, and they could, they could get their breakthrough, God had a breakthrough for them just around the corner and he was preaching to people with problems and I know we have difficulties and I know we have problems but he was talking like God went broke amen and heaven went bankrupt and there was no real help to be had listen that's not the God we serve tonight amen but listen Christ overcame the world amen and thank God the Bible says this is the victory that overcometh the world even our faith tonight amen now I'm not going to stand up here tonight and act like I never have any problems because I've got a whole lot more than what I'd like to mention tonight. Amen. Uh, But I'm glad for the Savior's promise uh, and the promise of the Word of God that the child of God can live in victory. We can walk in the power of God. uh, We can overcome the world, the flesh and the devil. And we can live as God intends for us to live in this present world. I'm going to preach on this thought tonight on how to have victory in Canaan. How to have victory in Canaan. We're going to look at this individual by the name of Othniel as he accepts this challenge to take uh, this city, this place called Kirjath Sefer tonight. Amen. Uh, whenever we come to the Word of God here, uh, the Bible says in verse number 11, And from thence he went against the inhabitants of Debir. And the name of Debir before was Kirjath Sefer. And Caleb said... He that smiteth Kirjath Sefer and take it, to him will I give Asa my daughter to wife. Here Caleb is. Caleb has uh, uh, taken his inheritance from Joshua as Moses had commanded. And uh, we know the story how Caleb came to Joshua and he desired that mountain. Amen. He said, give me that mountain. And that, what was so special about that mountain uh, is it pertained to a place that was called Hebron. Amen. And so here Caleb is. He has uh, this parcel of land, these cities. It belongs to him by way of inheritance. And he says, whoever can overtake this city, Kirjath Sefer, uh, then I will give my daughter to wife. Amen. And uh, so here this man is by the name of Othniel. He says uh, that I'll take that challenge and I will go. And the Bible says that he came and he took it. And he gave him Asa, his daughter, to wife. But the first principle tonight we find here in the Word of God is we find the principle of faith. Amen. Uh, We have this city called Kirjath Sefer. The Bible calls it Debir. And it says that the name of it before uh, was Kirjath Sefer. Now Kirjath Sefer means this in the Hebrew language. It means the city of the book or the city of words tonight. And Caleb uh, says and gives this challenge that anybody could overtake this city that he would give them his daughter to wife. 
Othniel, as we said, accepts this challenge. He, of course, is victorious and he takes it. The Bible says that they changed the name of that city and they changed it from Kirjath Sefer and they changed it to Debir. Kirjath Sefer means tonight the city of the book or the city of words. But here's what Debir means tonight. Debir means the word of God. Amen. And we're looking at a people tonight that have followed Moses out of Egypt. Many of their ancestry has died in the wilderness because of unbelief. And now here these individuals are. They have followed Joshua. They have lived through the days of conquest. And now here they are in their promised possession. And really they're following because that's what they've done now for these generations. That, that's what their fathers did. They followed Moses out. And they followed Joshua out. And Moses and Joshua said God said that He would leave us out and he would lead us in amen as he leads us through tonight and thank God there was a man by the name of Othniel who came to the place he came to Kirjath Sefer of the city of the book and he took God at his word and he lived and he acted in faith and they changed the place that was known as the city of the book and the city of words and it became known as the word of God a friend of mine can I tell you tonight this has got to be more than just a book this has got to be more than just words on a page it's got to be more than mom and daddy's faith it's got to be more than the preacher's faith but God's got to be your God and these have got to be your promises and God has a land and God has an inheritance and God has a blessing for you if you'll just take him at his word tonight amen So the first principle tonight we find is that of faith. Romans chapter number 10 and verse number 17 says, So then then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God tonight. Amen. It went from being the city of the book to being the word of God. And what God was teaching them is that they could take God at His word tonight. You understand that you can have victory. Boy, not by jumping through hoops. Not by doing what brother so-and-so expects of you. Not by standing on your head tonight. Not, 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 Not by some seemingly impossible feat or task. But all God wants from you tonight is just your faith. Your belief. And you to hear what God says tonight and to simply act in obedience. God desires for us to hear Him. But God desires for us to be more than just hearers tonight. He desires for us to be doers of the Word of God as as James said. This is not a book of suggestions. And as a matter of fact tonight, when it comes to preaching and it comes to the Word of God, I don't need any suggestions in my life. 
I need a man of God to get up and tell me, Thus saith the Lord. I need somebody to lay it out for me black and white because my heart is deceitful above all things and it is desperately wicked. And if you give my heart the wiggle room, it'll take it every single time. I don't need suggestions. I don't need Tim's ten steps to a better uh, me and I wind up worse tomorrow than I was today. No, I need to hear, Thus saith the Lord. Amen. I need to hear, Thou shalt and thou shalt not. Amen. I need to hear what God wants me to avoid. And I need to hear what God wants me to uh, take by faith and claim as my own tonight. I need to know how God wants me to live. And I need to know what He wants me to abstain from tonight. Amen. And listen, words like separation and words like sanctification and words like touch not and handle not and thou shalt not, they're not bad words tonight. Amen. Listen, God puts up hedges and He puts up fences and He gives us commands to keep us in the right way tonight. Amen. It's not your job to figure it all out. We've talked to people about the Word of God and we've tried to convince them of the Gospel in our own strength and in our own power. And listen, it's not my job to convince anybody. That's the Holy Ghost's job. It's my job to preach it. It's my job to sow the seed tonight. I can't produce faith in anybody's heart and anybody's life tonight. Amen. I don't have to explain all of this. Well, we're living in a day and an hour where the church feels like they have to give a disclaimer on everything. Now, I know y'all don't do this, but you know, we do this over here and we're not throwing any stones, you know. I mean, I've heard them get up and apologize for being King James. Thank God our man of God's never done that and he's not going to. Amen. Never apologize for preaching it straight. Never apologize for being a, a godly example. Amen. Never apologize for the preachers and the men of God that he's had in this place to try to help us and try to instruct us and try to grow this church in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ for the honor and the glory of God tonight. Amen. We don't owe the world an explanation for anything. You don't know the, the world an explanation for how you live for God. Amen. Don't try to explain away your separation because you get in a crowd uh, of worldly people and you feel kind of embarrassed or you feel like the odd man out about what you're doing. You don't know the world an explanation for anything tonight. Amen. God doesn't want us to be able to figure everything out. He doesn't want us to be able to put all of the pieces together. What's He want tonight? He wants our faith. Amen. Othniel was an individual who heard the challenge and he took it and he set out to do what God would have him to do. The children of Israel were called to be conquerors. They were called to be possessors. But because of their unbelief, they've spent a majority of their history subservient to the other nations of the world. With the times of the Gentiles in full swing, Israel is scattered. Israel has lived her existence on the run. Very short-lived terms of victories throughout her history. And I tell you where the breakdown comes. We go to the end of the book of Judges tonight. 
And the last verse of the book of Judges, the, the period of the Judges, some 450 years, ends like this. It said, every man did right, did that which was right in his own eyes tonight. How does that happen? How do we come from chapter number 1 where they're saying, Lord, what would you have us to do? And then they go up and they possess what God wants them to do. But then somewhere, some way, somehow, there is a breakdown. And while no longer living in victory, they're living in defeat. And they cry out to the Lord. And over and over and over, God has to send deliverers. How do we get to that place? It comes from a disregard to the Word of God tonight. Amen. You know where the breakdowns of fellowship and the breakdowns of obedience and the breakdowns of blessing come in my life. It's from a disregard and a disobedience to the Word of God. My life would be a whole lot easier sometimes if I just make up my mind I was going to do what God said. Whether I agreed with it, whether I could figure it out, whether I could explain it or not, as I said, God's not looking for us to figure it all out. He's just looking for faith tonight. So we see the principle of faith. This has to be more than just a book. It has to be the Word of God. And when we appropriate it as such, then the blessing comes tonight. We see the principle of faith, but then I notice not only the faith, but then I notice a field tonight, the principle of the field. Verse number 14, And it came to pass when she came to him. This is Asa, the daughter of Othniel. Uh, or excuse me, the daughter of uh, Caleb's younger brother, Kenaz. And Othniel now has Asa as a wife. Verse number 14, And it came to pass when she came to him that she moved him to ask of her father a field. And she lighted from off her ass, and Caleb said unto her, What wilt thou? This is a touching story because Othniel not only has faith, but his wife was a woman of faith. She goes and she asks Caleb. And Caleb says, what wilt thou? And it's apparent tonight that she asks for a field. She asks for a possession of her own. And verse number 15 says, And she said unto him, Give me a blessing, for thou hast given me a south land. We see the principle of faith, but then we see the principle of a field tonight. We're dealing with the idea of an inheritance tonight. Amen. And as we look at the Word of God, if we look at this book, we know and we understand that exclusively, uh, for the much part of it, it is a a Jewish uh, book. But I'm glad that an old Gentile dog was able to get in one day. And there are promises contained in this book for you and I. Amen. I I hate to disagree with the songwriter tonight, but not every book and the promises mine. Amen. Uh, you start plugging in promises to Judah and promises to Israel and you'll wind up in false doctrine. But I'm glad that there are some promises that have been made to the Gentile bride. There are some promises that have been made to the church of the living God. Amen. And we're indwelt by the Spirit and we can walk with Him hand in hand with Jesus as the songwriter said. And I'm glad each and every one of us tonight have some precious promises that God has given to us tonight. And the great faith of Asa tonight 
is that she moved off Neil. She, she kind of nudged. She, she said, hey, honey, go, go talk to Daddy about, about what we talked about. I, I don't, I don't want to talk. You know how it is, father-in-law, son-in-law relationships. Amen. And uh, I, I don't want to talk to him. I don't, I, I don't want to bother him. And uh, maybe he didn't want to talk to him in particular that day. But she nudged him and she said, go talk to him. And he finally goes and he talks to him. And thank God her faith was rewarded. You know what that great lesson is, husband? Every once in a while you ought to listen to your wife. Amen. 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 God gave you help me for a reason. Amen. And she said unto him, give me a blessing. Hey, daddy-in-law, give me a, give me a, or daddy, give me a present. Daddy, give me some money. Daddy, can I have the credit card? Amen. Give me a blessing. What she was wanting was an inheritance. And the way that she asked, there's such grace in it. She didn't come like the prodigal son and demand, give me what's mine. There wasn't an attitude with this tonight, but it was, it was received by grace tonight. Amen. Thank God for these exceeding precious promises. They've not been given because of who we are tonight. They've not been given because of anything we've accomplished. Boy, we, we, we get to the place where we begin to think we're something. And we begin to think that we, we deserve something tonight. Amen. Uh, but listen, everything that we have, everything that we ever hope to possess, everything that we're ever going to be, it was given not by merit, but it was given by mercy. And it came by way of grace tonight. Amen. Hadn't God been good to us tonight? God's blessed us. And if we begin to count, we begin to list those things, we begin to just think about all that God has done for us. And certainly we're thankful for the, the, the physical, we're thankful for the monetary. If you don't want your money, you can give it to me. Amen. But tonight, we're not just thankful for the physical blessings, the monetary blessings. We're, we're, we're thankful for the spiritual blessings tonight. Amen. To be justified. To be redeemed. To be pardoned from all of our sin tonight. Amen. To be washed in the blood. To be purchased. To be sanctified. And on top of all that, to be a joint heir with the Lord Jesus Christ. That means everything that He possesses, it's mine by way of Calvary, by way of grace tonight. Amen. We see the principle of faith, the principle of the field, but then, of course, fruitfulness tonight and we'll be done. Look what she said. She said, give me a blessing, for thou hast given me a southland. And give me also springs of water. And Caleb gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. We deal with the principle of faith Deal with the principle of the field, but then I want you to consider this. I want you to think about, about fruitfulness tonight. God wanted the children of Israel, He wanted them to claim the land. Because it was theirs. He gave it to them. He wanted them to camp out in the land. He wanted them to stay there. It was His intention to give it them and not that they would leave, not that they would cross back over, but that they would dwell there forever. And by the way, that's what they're going to do because God keeps His promises tonight. But He wanted them to claim the land. He wanted them to camp out in the land. But then thirdly tonight, He wanted them to colonize the land. 
He wanted their children to know what God had done for them. And tonight as we consider the Spirit-filled life and we think about it tonight, but, but there is a sad truth tonight that when we think about the men of God in days gone by, there was a special touch that they had and they walked with God and they were Spirit-filled. And there was nothing spooky about that. There was nothing mystical about that. But they were men that took God at His Word and they prayed. They were full of the Word of God. They were full of the Spirit. And they walked with God. And it was and brother tonight in our generation preacher friend we're missing that we don't have the touch that they had and we can talk all we want to about he's the same God and he is tonight and the same promises but the problem is tonight is we're not claiming them like they were where are the Billy Kellys where are the Mays Jacksons amen where are the Stennett Baloo's? Where are the Sammy Allen's? Where are the Harold B. Seitler's? Where are those men that had a special touch on their life? And sadly, the majority of us will never claim what's ours tonight. Because we're just too busy. We don't have time. Yeah, preacher, that's good. And that's wonderful. And it was good for them. But I'm just too busy. And our jobs become our God. And money's become our God. And, and, and our, our friends and our trinkets and our toys and our hobbies. And we garner these things and we protect them. What about the power of God in our life? Does that mean anything to us tonight? God desires for us to be fruitful. It is not God's will for you and I to be saved. And to bear a little bit of fruit in the excitement and the blessing of knowing the Lord and then just ceasing and stopping. Sitting on a church pew, enjoying the preaching, enjoying the choir singing, just enjoying being a part of the church. That's not God's will. God's will for us tonight is to be fruitful. He gave her the upper springs and He gave her the nether springs. She said, give me a blessing. You know what blessings are, you know who blessings are for tonight? Blessings are for believers. Well, you go all over this countryside and, and you read little signs and epitaphs on people's blessed. Well, who are you blessed by? Who's blessing you? Amen. Because you take some sodomite, amen, that makes, makes uh, six figures a year. He's blessed, but he's not blessed to the Lord tonight. Blessings are for believers tonight, amen. Have you obtained what's yours by faith? Have you reached out and received the promises that God has for you? That word Othniel, his name means power. Boy, how we need power with God. Asa, the, word, the name Asa, it, it, it's kind of a strange word. It, it means anklet. It has to do with the foot. Othniel has to do with power, but the name Asa has, has to do with the path that we're walking tonight. Amen. And as we walk with God, and as we intend to do that, the power will come tonight. Amen. The blessing will come. The inheritance can be enjoyed and the presence of God can be known in our life and we truly can have victory in our
in Canaan tonight. I'm going to ask you a question tonight. Have you ever been spirit-filled? I'm not talking about you, you shouted in church. That's, that's good and that's wonderful. And we're not even really talking about a feeling right now. You say, well, preacher, I'm saved. And, and that's wonderful and that's, that's good. Greatest thing ever happened to you the day you got saved. But have you ever been spirit-filled? Have you ever fully surrendered your will and yourself to Almighty God? Have you ever said, though none go with me, still I will follow? Say, even though they don't want the inheritance, even though they, don't, they want to gossip and they want to backbite and they want to do all of these things that the world does, I've chosen tonight to follow God. Have you ever made that decision tonight? Last question I have for you tonight is, would you make that decision? Would you confess your sin? Would you repent tonight? Would you just draw out a clean slate with God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost tonight? And say, Lord, I want to know your power. I want to know your touch. I want to know your blessing upon my life tonight. Let's stand together tonight. This altar's open.